deep and how wide his love is and so Lord fill me with more fill me with more today fill us with more fill us with more today fill us with more fill us with more today yes Lord God as we sing majesty majesty found me just as I am. Empty-handed, but alive in your hands, we sing majesty. We sing majesty. Forever I am changed by your
We have faith and we receive it. So show us your glory on this place. doing here we bless your name Lord we thank you spirit of the sovereign Lord as the spirit was moving over the waters spirit come and move over us come come spirit of the living God and as the spirit was moving over the waters Spirit, come move over us, come and rest on us, rest on us. As the Spirit was moving over the waters, Spirit, come move over us, come and rest on us, rest on us. As the Spirit, as the Spirit was moving over the waters, Spirit, come
let your glory, let your power, let your fire baptize us. Baptize us, Lord. Baptize us, Lord.
Jesus in this house. Hallelujah. Let's go there in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Ooh. Name that's above every name. Oh, no other name, no other name above the name of Jesus. 
other name but the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of Jesus. No other name. No other name. No other name but the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of Jesus. No other name but the name of Jesus. No other name. No other name. The name of Jesus is lifted high. over this new year. We lift the name of Jesus up over this new year, new beginning, new year. We lift the name Jesus. You're the one who goes before us. We lift your name, we lift your name. We magnify that name, we glorify that name. It's the name above every name. Oh, the name above every name. love to sing his name how we love to decree it how we love to send it forth that's exactly what we're doing church we're sending it forth when we sing it over our circumstances when we sing it over our year we're sending forth the name oh the only name his is the name shackles are broken strongholds are broken at the name of Jesus name of Jesus and the captives go free oh the captives go free oh the captives go free when we sing the name of Jesus oh when we sing your name Jesus captives go free as we sing and decree the name of Jesus there is no other name by which men might be saved there is no other name, no other name, other than the name of Jesus. And so in faith, I want you to sing it out. I want you to sing it out. 
decree the name that's above every name, the name of Jesus. Jesus, Lamb of God, Jesus, yes, Lord. King of Kings, King of King. Jesus, Lord of Lords, the everlasting God, Woo! the everlasting God, Jesus, 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 oh Jesus, Jesus, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, all power and authority, all power and authority. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess. Every knee will bow and every tongue confess that He is alone. He is alone. He is alone. He is Lord. He is Lord. Profess it now, Jesus. You alone, you alone. We sing it out, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of our lives. Jesus, you are Lord. Jesus is Lord. When we sing Jesus is Lord, my Lord, he is my Lord. I want you to sing it. I want you to own it. I want you to walk in this understanding and the revelation that Jesus always for me. He's not against me. Oh, he surrounds me with the shield of glory. He surrounds you the shield of favor oh is lord yes he is lord oh you are lord you're my lord my lord jesus you 
bow down to him. We worship him. We worship you now. We don't wait. We worship you now. We give you our very heart, our very lives. Give you everything, Jesus, for you are worthy of it all. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb that's slain. Worthy, worthy, worthy.
spirit of perversion. Every twisted spirit, leave them right now. We're gonna lift our voice in victory. We're gonna make our praises loud. Come on, loud. The enemy's bound to feed her. Death couldn't hold you down. We're gonna lift our voice in victory. We're gonna make praises loud. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Unto God with the voice of praise. Shout unto God with the Your name up, we lift your name up, Jesus. 
must arise. We are the army of God and warriors must arise in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says it's in the presence of the Lord the, the enemy has to flee. He melts like wax in his presence. He melts like wax in your presence. You carry the spirit of God. He melts like wax in your presence when you believe what he has already deposited. Do you believe it? Do you believe greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? Do you believe it? Do you believe the goodness of God in the land of the living? Do you believe it? Do you believe the goodness of God? Do you believe he's for you? Do you believe he's not against you? Do you believe that he has great and unsearchable promises? They're all for you and he's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. He is pouring it out. He is pouring it out. You are included on all flesh. All of you were included. He is pouring out his spirit. I'm going to have you stand up. I'm going to have you stand up and I want you to let out a roar. I want you to let out a roar. Some of you are too stagnant. I want you to stand up. I want you to open your mouth. I want you. No one's going to do the work for you. You need to do it yourself. Open your mouth and let out that roar. It's time to decree the truth. God's word is truth. He says, I've already given you. He says, I've given you. The, he, I own the cattle on a thousand hills and it's already the blessing of Abraham is yours. What is it that you need? Speak it out. Claim it. You receive it when you claim it. anointing that is called forth by God, the walls come tumbling down. Walls are tumbling down. Walls are tumbling down. Hey, glory, glory, glory. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We're armed and we are ready. We are armed and we are dangerous. We are suited. We are ready for the battle. God has armed you with strength for the battle. That is what he has done. His word decrees it. We just are in agreement with his word. Amen. We are armed. We are ready. The battle is the Lord's, but we are victorious. Hey! A 
shift over you right now in Jesus' name. For some of you, you're just this close. For some of you are just this close. You'll just need to shout it out and decree it. The walls come tumbling down. Come on, when they had to march around those walls six times, it made absolutely no sense at all. But on that seventh time, the walls came crumbling down. The walls come crumbling down. At the sound of obedience unto the Lord, he says, lift up your voice. Make a shout. Decree my name. Let your praise be loud. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Walls come tumbling down. Walls come tumbling down. Decree it. Walls come tumbling down. Walls of resistance come tumbling down right now in the name of Jesus. And they did it both. up church this means war this means war oh I said this means war oh we said this means Who in this in this room needs prayer for healing? Who has pain in their body? Something going on in their body? Wave your hand really quick. Lift your hand up high. Yeah, the two of you. Okay, the, the few of you. All right, come on up. We're gonna do this quickly. I want you to come up. Line up here. Stand up here. These are those that have pain in their body. Pain or sickness, something going on in their body. They've been diagnosed with something. They need prayer for healing. Bless the name of the Lord our God. Right, right now I decree healing over each and every one of you. I want you to lift your hands up before the Lord. I want you to have faith for healing. Faith to receive the healing of the Lord right now. I take authority over every assignment, every element, every demonic agenda that's coming against you in the name of Jesus. I break off right now every place of sickness, every place of disease. I break and cancel right now the yokes of darkness that have found a way in your lives. In the name of Jesus, we decree, I issue the decree healing and wholeness. I thank you, Lord God, that by your stripes they are healed. By the stripes, 
that Jesus bore on his body. They are healed. They are whole right now. Father, I thank you. You set the captives free. He sets captives free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, everything that's tied to a demonic spirit has to go right now. Everything tied to a demonic spirit, I loosen it from you now. And I decree it has to be removed from you even now. In the name of Jesus, it's not allowed to stay. Father God, we unhook right now the yokes of bondage. We unhook right now every place, every assignment. Okay, Hallelujah. We're going to get a chair for you. What's the pain? What's going on? Uh huh. Radiating. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's tell them this. So she had surgery, and last week she came for prayer. And it was excruciating prayer, prayer or pain. Sorry, it was excruciating pain, and and it got down. You said to barely nothing, right? Praise God. But what's happened since then? It's not that this pain has come back. You have pain back here. You said right? Because of having to keep this thing in your your arm in this sling. So now there's pain down your um, like your shoulder, kind of this area here. Wow! Did you hear that? So the Lord healed her last week when she came. The pain from from the surgery, from being in this. And then now, though, because of this thing, there's a different thing, a different problem. Yeah, surgery was three weeks ago. Okay, so it's fresh. It's fresh. We have a chair behind you, just so you know. Okay. Thank you, Father. I command this pain to dissipate down her, her shoulder, down her spine. I command it to dissipate. Father, even as you healed her arm, there's the glory. I command that pain to go right now. Ooh. Hallelujah. I speak healing over you. Oh, I'm going to have you lean forward. Yeah, there you go. All of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. The glory of God filling her right now. Let the glory fill this area, Father. I command the tension to be removed in Jesus' name. I want you to test it. <laughs> I want you to test it. Let, tell us what's going on. It feels good, you said. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh. Thank you, Father. Now baptize her in the Holy Ghost. Baptize her in the Holy Ghost from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Baptize her in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Pray for your arm because you you know you can't catch if you got I saw that you know okay I'm gonna have you stand next to this right in front of the chair and yeah let me see the area that hurts the shoulder and the arm yeah okay anyone feel mighty strong today it feels like they can catch because <laughs> I want you to rest today my catcher <laughs> you're in through Christ we can do all things hallelujah oh right now I command the shoulder to be healed shoulder to be healed pain to be removed thank you father for attaching what has been 
unattached. Uh, thank you, Father, for attaching, Lord God, the muscles, Lord God. I thank you. Any tear, I rebuke it. I command the pain, the stress, and the trauma to be removed from this arm. Thank you, Lord God. Let the glory. Can you lift your arm up without pain? Okay. Were you able to do that before? What, what could you not do before? What could you not do before? Like this. Can you do? Okay. And is there pain now? A little bit. Is it better than before? It is better than before. Okay. Let's, I'm going to put my hand there. I'm going to have you do that same motion all the way up. All the way up. I take authority and I command this thing to be removed and for his arm to be healed and whole all the way up without pain. Thank you, Father. Strengthening this muscle, bones, joints, Lord, ligaments and tendons. I thank you, Father, for healing this shoulder and this arm. Thank you for recreating, Lord. What needs to be recreated? All the way up. Any pain there? Yes? Right here? It comes and goes. Okay. Well, it's going to go and go. <laughs> it's going to go and go. Thank you, Father. I take authority over this right now. Let it go. Tied to emotional pain, let it go. All emotional pain leaves as well. All of it. All of it. Thank you, Father. Something's leaving you right now. It's leaving right now. Wow. Yep, it's going right now. I apply the blood of Jesus over you. It's going right now. Tell us what's changed. Is there any pain right now? <laughs> and it's not returning. I want you to say it. It's not returning. You get healed in the glory, and the glory you remain, and you remain healed. Amen. You're moving that arm pretty good. You're moving that arm pretty good. Amen. How are you? You're great. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, let's just worship him for another minute, please. Let's just worship him, worship him, worship him. Pastor Vijay, I will have you stand behind Nina. <laughs> you tried to lift your arm, and you couldn't without pain? Really? What is this? Anybody else with shoulder pain in here? Because we're just going to rebuke that demonic assignment. You as well? Huh. All right. You come on over here then. Come on over here, love. Come stand over here. We're going to get rid of it now. 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 In Jesus' name. Woo! Destroy that shoulder pain. I'm going to have you stand right in front of this chair. Is it this shoulder? Okay. Same for both of you. Just lift your hand. Just lift your arm. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for the glory of God falling upon her right now and bringing healing. Wow, there it is. No resistance. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Strain go right now in the name of Jesus. Fire God, destroy. Yeah. Every demonic assignment set against you. Camille. Oh, hallelujah. There it is. Whoa. Glory, God. Glory, glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to have you step this way. Crawl this way. Do whatever you need to do, but come this way. There we go. <laughs> we love you, but we are not going into that beautiful table. A little more. <laughs> Woo! You have been getting healed and healed and healed. And we decree right now in the mighty name of Jesus that all and everything remaining 
to be removed and restored and made new right now. Thank you, Father, for the spine to be healed. Thank you, Lord God, every generational curse and sickness be removed off of his body. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, more, Lord. The glory of God filling him up. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, all trauma leave his body. Thank you, Father. Restoring what the locust has stolen from him, God. I want you to move, do something you couldn't do before. Something you couldn't do before. You couldn't do that before? So tell me what's different. Yeah. <laughs> Those that you couldn't hear what he said. I asked him, what's new from this morning? He said, it's like this microwave coming into my body. He could, could not stand. In other words, the heat of God's presence is coming into his body, making it difficult for him to stand. <laughs> so when you, when you lifted up your arm, there was tension there, this arm? Okay. All that tension be removed. Injury, I command the injury to be healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Wow. Look at me. There's a roar in you. It's an authority. Okay? Every time you, you do that, whoa, you know, that is a release. It's a roar that God is releasing through you. Many people would mistaken that for a demonic assignment and a demonic activity. Well, we've gotten rid of demons, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we've done that for sure. But there is a roar. And that roar comes out in that loud sound that you make. But that roar is going to destroy every assignment that's trying to come against you down to the very core. And so I want to encourage you. That is a weapon that God has given you. Hey! Jesus' name. Thank you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, by the spirit of discernment, you're going to know and discern certain things. I know you didn't need prayer for healing, but I still want you to come on up. Yes. And we will put a chair behind you. Don't worry. My, my uh, main catcher is not here today, so we're using the chair. It was, it was Garrett. Garrett. Okay. Come, come closer, Garrett. Come step a few steps more. Oh, lift your hands up before the Lord. Oh, I thank you, Father God, for Garrett. Lord, I thank you for this God chaser. I thank you for this God seeker. I thank you that he seeks your face, oh God. I thank you that he's hungry for you, God. I thank you that you're stirring up in him, Lord. More, oh, the hunger of the Lord. Oh, the hunger, hunger, hunger. It's like deep crying out to deep hunger oh hunger transformation hunger hunger it's like deep crying out to deep hunger oh, hunger fire of the lord hey kido robose fill him up fill him up fill him up I thank you, Lord God, for opening up, Lord, encounter after encounter after encounter for him, Lord. Encounter after encounter after encounter, Lord. Oh, the Lord says, it's time, Garrett, it's time. It is time. You're ready. 
you are ready. God has called you, he's called you and you're ready for ministry. And I don't know what you do. I don't know anything about you. You walked in here today for the first time, but I'll tell you this right now. There's a hunger for the presence of God. You pursue the holiness of God. There's a hunger and there's a lion as well, just a ferocious roar, meaning that God has put a warrior spirit on the inside of you. You love to worship him in spirit and in truth. And God is stirring up that which he deposited within you even as a little boy. He put something in you even as a little boy and it's a gift. And that gift God is stirring up within you right now. And he is saying now is the time to step out. You have been faithful to put in and to steward and to nurture the things that God has spoken to you. You have been partnered with certain people and you have learned and you have served. But God says unto you that it is time for you to step out. It is time for you to take those risks that I've already spoken to you about, Garrett, because I will be with you. I will be with you. Hey! We're going to let him finish what he's doing because he's not done. So you need this for where you're going. You need this power, the power of God. You need this. And so, I, so I'm not, I'm not going to rush. I'm just going to let God finish. I'm going to let God finish. We're going to let God finish. Yep, we're going to let God finish. Yeah, I, I also wipe the slate clean. Any Anything that's been spoken about you, I, I what I see is, I see slander and I see condemnation and I wipe that slate clean right now. Look at me. Look at me. Enough is enough. I command the slander and the condemnation to leave you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you for what you're doing in this young man. I thank you, Lord God, for a new lease in life. I thank you, Lord God, that you have called him from even a youth, Father God. And he's going to walk in the fullness of it right now. Ooh, so soul go down and spirit rise up. Rise, 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 rise. There we go. There, there it is. There it is. Did you feel that? It was a shift. Rise. Rise, there it is. Thank you, Father. He's not going to walk with his head bowed low other than to worship you, but he's no demon's going to get him down. Hey! We seal it. The Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We seal it in the Holy Ghost. How's your shoulder? You feel a difference. Glory to God. The Lord touched your shoulder and healed you. Praise the Lord. We bless what he just did. We thank you. We thank you, Father, for your healing power over Camille. In Jesus' name. Woo! Hallelujah. Yeah, we'll get a chair. How can I pray for you? So, Father, I thank you for healing her right now. Sorrow, leave her right now. Sorrow, go right now. Sorrow, go. I command, I want you to look at me. Sorrow must leave you right now. It's gripping you and it's keeping your body in this weakened state. Not just emotionally, but physically. It's affecting your health. So, sorrow, leave her right now. Fear, go right now. Disappointment, go right now. Body, be healed. And you said there's a pooling here? And I must say, thank you, Lord, that pulling goes in Jesus' name. Yep. Speak freedom. What? Move your leg. Check it. 
Amen. Yes. Doing all these moves. Thank you, Jesus. Could you do that before? No? Not without pain. And now? It's better? Way better. Okay, just a little tiny bit left then? Okay. Well, Lord, thank you for finishing what you began. God finishes what he starts, doesn't he? He finishes what he starts. So right now I destroy every yoke down to the root. We uproot, uproot any remaining assignment coming against you, woman of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. You're welcome. Woo, praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. We had two radical, really, really three radical healings on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, we had um, a lady that came. She had been wanting to come for a long time, and she finally made it. Um, she had had surgery, um, I think it was three years prior, three or four, and um, she had excruciating back pain. She came in a walker. She came in a walker. She had excruciating back pain because of the surgery and the effects of the surgery. They had put a metal plate inside of her and that metal plate was causing more pain. Now they said they couldn't remove that metal plate because it would be it would be fatal for her to have that surgery to remove the plate. So here she is after surgery stuck in a chair, a wheelchair and you know, so much pain, right? And so she came first time she had never come before and she's been trying to come I think she said for two years surgery was three or four years before and um, she finally did she came got faith for healing God touched her body God took her all the pain away she was able to stand up she was able to take steps come on God this is the Lord we serve this is God right come on and so yeah we just give him all praise and all glory because he is worthy of our praise amen that was just one. That was just one. And then we had another, another gentleman. His, his was also three or four years that he had been walking with the cane. A lot of pain. His leg was too short. One of them were, one of the legs, his legs were too short. Well, his leg grew out and all of his pain left. And that gentleman took apart his cane. He had one of those canes that you can pull and bend and kind of put it away, right? Well, he pulled and bent and he put away his cane, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And he walked out without the cane. Woo, that was powerful. That was really awesome. Um, and then somebody else, the, the gentleman that, that uh, came with the lady that was in the wheelchair, he says, well, I can see his faith rising. I can see his faith rising when we were praying for these other two. So he says, well, my knees, you know, they both, they're both um, torn meniscus on both knees, a lot of pain. And so, you know what God did? He touched his knees. He starts moving his legs and bending his legs. And he said, I don't have pain. And he, like, it went from a 10 to 8 um, to a 2. And then it actually finally did go to a 0. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's powerful. And when we had, it was a glorious night. See, here's the thing. I never, we always tell you this. We don't want you to take, you know, uh, for granted what God does here, the move of his Holy Spirit. You know, he moves, he touches us, he heals us in so many different ways. And some of the times it's just, wow, the glory of God, I'm just undone. Sometimes it's, you don't need a physical healing sometimes. And it's just the glory of God just changes us from the inside out. And so um, let's get a chair behind, yeah, behind Pastor Kim. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory. 
as she goes into this new year, Father God, I thank you, Father, making all things new, Father God. He makes all things new. You're making all things new, Father God. Hallelujah. The old is gone and the new has come. I thank you, Lord. You said, behold, don't you see I'm doing a new thing? Thank you, Father, for making the crooked road straight. I thank you, Lord God, that every place of disappointment right now leaves in the name of Jesus, for it is God's appointment that you're walking in. No disappointment. You're walking in God's appointment. I thank you for new faith. Rising up. Rising up. Oh, you're chopping off the head of that demon. You're chopping off the head right now, stomping on his head in the name of Jesus. He thought he won. He thought he had tried and won, but he failed. And he failed miserably. We're here to tell you, devil, you failed miserably. In the name of Jesus. body is healed fear leave your body is healed fear go right now fear go right now I uproot it in the name of Jesus he has not brought you this far to leave you with a sickness an old familiar spirit he's done too much he's gone he's gone to bat for you so much so father right now I thank you for healing and restoring her right now pain weakness there it goes whoa pain weakness go now pain weakness turns to strength God's strength God's strength we'll need another chair yeah we just we just do chairs today Ooh, hallelujah yes Lord God breath of God fill her lungs breath of God I want you to take a breath and as you do I want you to tell him breath of God I want you to be thinking that breath of God fill fill me breath of God fill me we can all say this breath of God come and fill me come and baptize me breath of God come and fill me come and baptize me I'm gonna have you right in front of the chair breath of God Oh, come and fill, come and fill us, baptizing us, breath God. You stand in front of the chair. Ooh, take it all. Ooh, the fire of God upon this warrior woman. Fire. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on up. It's Chris, right? I'm just have you stand over here, Chris. Woo, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So much growth, so much victory in your life. I want you to focus on the victory. I want you to focus on what God's already done, not what you're still believing and waiting for. Just thank Him. Just thank him. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. He has not left you. He has not left you. He is not mad at you, Susan. He's not mad at you, Susan. Let it go, Susan. Let it go. He's not mad. You've already repented. You've already done that work. Let it go. That lying spirit tries to keep you bound with that spirit right now. And I say, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You belong to Jesus now. You belong to Jesus now. His blood is upon your life. And it's within you as well. His blood. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We just say yes and amen. <laughs> Hallelujah.
say lift up your hands before the before the Lord I take authority over every familiar spirit and I say out of her now look at me every familiar spirit every serpent like spirit any remaining spirit out of her now in the name of Jesus thank you father thank you father thank you Lord Praise you, Father God. God's power is greater. No, no. Come out of agreement. What do you need to come out of agreement with? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Can't have her, devil. Can't have her, devil. Can't have her, devil. Every familiar spirit must be removed from you now. We uproot, uproot, uproot every serpent-like spirit we uproot it now in Jesus name every place where you your name has been placed on an altar demonic altar we take it off right now we decree that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life thank you father I just want you to lift your hands before the Lord Chris say Holy Spirit I need you you tell him that come and fill me Holy Spirit I need you. I surrender completely to you. Is that true? 100%. We're not doing anything on the side. You're not doing anything on the side. No more. No more. Look at me. No more. No more marijuana. No more lying spirits. No more manipulation. In the name of Jesus, I take authority right now over any lying spirit and I remove it right now. And I decree it comes off of him right now. Every assignment that tries to bring him back into a place of seduction and addiction be broken off of him right now, off of his mind, off of his heart, off of his emotions. And I thank you, Father God, for fathering him. I speak over you, the heavenly father to father you. He's going to father you. He's going to father you and show you the way to go. Showing you the truth. New lease on life. Now this that you are receiving, you're making a statement here today. And we're sealing it in the blood of Jesus. And you're going to walk forward in this new year completely new. Not going back to any old patterns. And you know what I mean. In the name of Jesus. Now just praise him. Now Father, as he's worshiping you and praising him. Are you praising him? Just praise him. Just praise him. just you and him thank you father fill him now strengthen him father god empower him god with the holy ghost empower him god with the holy ghost supernaturally father god i thank you father for this young man i'd we decree whoa god's future for you is good God's future for you, strong and powerful. God's future for you. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Lord God, making that path clear for him. Thank you, Father. Remove from his life those that need to be removed. Lord, remove the wicked ones from amongst him. 
Lord, let him not go to any evil. Let no evil go to him. Father, I thank you, Father God, for a new lease on life. I thank you, Lord God, that through the power of the Holy Spirit, he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. I thank you, Lord God, that he's not going on his own strength. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by the Holy Spirit. And by the Holy Spirit, Chris, this is a, Chris, this is a new year for you. And we decree new this newness of God over you. God's power, God's strength. Yes, just go ahead, put your hand on his stomach. There you go, Pastor Peter. Keep praying for him for a moment. Hallelujah. Woo, how you doing? You felt that one breath of God just come in, breathe in me. Breath of God. Breath of God. Breath of God. Okay. Standing and believing for it healed. Being healed and whole. Diabetes is a thing of the past. Father, I thank you for the complete, her whole system right now. Lord, I thank you for healing her. I thank you, Lord God, that diabetes is a thing of the past. Look at me. Generationally, we just decree over the diabetes that it has to go right now. We break all agreements from the past in your bloodline. Look at me. We break them now. Mother and father, from your mother's side, from your father's side, we take authority and we cast out that spirit. I cast out that spirit, I say it has to go. Thank you, Father God, stabilizing, Lord God, her blood sugar level. I thank you for healing her right now. I thank you for strengthening her body. Every organ in your body, be healed. Wow, be healed. Every organ in your body right now. Yep, there it goes. See, your body is hearing the words that are being spoken. Not only, is your, not only are you, your ears, your spirit, but so is everything organ and every system in this body hearing the word of healing whoa thank you father let her know that she knows that she knows that it is done and she will testify you will testify of the goodness of the lord you will testify and that's the thing some of us some some people come yeah just god's still on you so just let them continue so for some the testimonies they come later because they need to be checked and verified and others we know already we just know it's a quick thing it's obvious but in faith we say yes amen in faith we're gonna get you a chair nan thank you father glory to god glory to god thank you lord you were pulling you were pulling uh-huh oh and you injured uh this shoulder all the way through okay well I speak peace over the injury right now healing over the injury right now it leaves her in Jesus's name all of it we just remove the tension and the trauma as well amen hallelujah hallelujah who who is left who anybody left okay thank you Lord we get a chair Oh, okay. Well, healing to your whole system. Father, I thank you that no weapon formed against her can prosper. So I speak over her system right now. Be healed, be strengthened, and be whole. Be new in Jesus' name. Right there. Fire. Glory, glory, glory. He's, okay. <laughs> Pastor BJ has her. He's got her. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. More, 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 more. The fire of.
of God, Lord, increase and multiply within our life, Father God, like a burning inferno. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for this one. Not only is your body healed, but I thank you for the fire of God that's being increased, increased within her. Increased, increase, increase within us. Increase. Father God, even as, Lord, and you know, for some of you, you're ready to partake of the communion table. And so, Father, we're going to stop right now for a moment. And, Father, we thank you that this table that has been prepared before us, Father, which represents, Lord, your body being broken for us and your blood being shed for us. And Jesus, we thank you for your incredible, incredible sacrifice and that you willingly gave of yourself because, Lord, you loved us and because you love us. God. And so in obedience, you did so, Jesus. And so we thank you that we can benefit from this incredible, incredible sacrifice that when we take the body, when we take the blood, the bread and the cup that represents the, the body and it represents the blood, when we take this in, Father God, we know in faith there's a, it's a holy moment, it's supernatural, that we are healed from within. We are healed and we are made whole from within, church. And so, Lord, I thank you that right now, Lord, you're searching hearts and minds, if there be any wicked way, any sin, Lord God, we repent of that right now. We lay it down. We say, Father, thank you for your forgiveness. We receive, Lord, fully and completely with clean hands and a pure heart. And so, Father, as we, as they prepare to make their way up to the table, it is a table that has been set before us, just like Psalm 23, Lord, that you have set that beautiful table before us. Even in the presence of our enemies, Father God, we can come before you and sit at that table knowing, Father God, that it is God's goodness and his mercy that follows us all the days of our lives. So I'm encouraging you to go ahead and come on up. And those that are going to um, serve the communion, Go ahead and, and be ready for that. Um, thank you, Father. And as you're ready, you feel free. Go ahead and come up and receive. Every single time, every single time, we pray healing over you. I speak the favor of God in the workplace over you. I thank you, Father God, that you have given her this job and you're giving her great favor in this job. And so, Lord, I thank you for the increase of that favor. to you, the prophetic word that is spoke over you. Yes, praise the Lord. We'd love to hear your story, but I'm telling you, God's like opened up the heavens and I can just see it. I mean, it was like just barely having to read it. It was that clear. So I'm telling you, it's time to step up. Don't let the enemy tell you anything different. God's prepared you. Yeah, he's prepared you. Hallelujah. How can I pray? like the other. So I want you to lift your hands up. Father, what was already spoken. Whoa. Deposit of the Holy Ghost. What was already spoken, she receives in faith. And we decree it is done. Ha <laughs> ha It is done. 
It is done. I speak life, somebody in this room. Life, life, where there was death pronounced. Life, 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 life. Who is this for? Life, life, life. Who is this for? Who is this for? Your husband. Just stand right there. I speak life. I cancel the spirit of death. Can I have some of... Can I have um, Jess Marie and, yeah, could you just gather around her? Yes, Alan, yes. Life, I speak life as she stands in proxy for her husband. We speak a life abundantly. Lord, we speak life for her husband. We speak life for Cynthia's husband as well, as well, as well. Hey! No spirit of death will be allowed to come near him. Did you guys pray for her? Did you pray for her? Yes, no spirit of death will be allowed to come near him prematurely in the name of Jesus. With long life, you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. So we decree life over them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We bless you. Bless your holy name. so we've been praying for this sweet man of God for blindness to leave and we've been rebuking that spirit of blindness and speaking vision over him well last week he told us that he could see a little bit of light when he looks that way and you guys were here it's okay and do you guys that were here remember that well I just prayed for him again and asked him what's different and he said he can see more light than he did last week on this side so, Father, whoo, yeah, yeah, lift your hands, yeah, keep your hands lifted up before the Lord. 
We take authority right now over every resistant spirit. I command blinders to be removed, blindness to be removed. Father God, even when he was a little boy, I thank you for auto-correcting, Lord God, the trauma be healed. Trauma be healed right now. Trauma go. Yes, trauma go. Every place where there's an agreement with the enemy, fear settling, no. We command it to be removed right now in Jesus' name. Yes, Father, thank you for healing his brain. For, Father, for touching his brain. Thank you for restoring that which, was, which has been stolen from him. Look up, look up, look up. Now I want you to test your eyes. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the light of Christ to come in. Light of Christ, yes. Thank you for the eyes to be restored to normal color. We speak forth those blue eyes to come into the light. Those blue eyes. Yes, Lord. Come into the light. Tell me what's going on. Tell me if you, what do you see that's different? Okay. Once in a while, some light. Thank you, Father. Right there. Rods and cones. Thank you, Father God. Yes, Lord God, restoring what the enemy has stolen from this one. We break the curse off of him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Woo! Amen. 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 Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jess Marie, can you please go stand next to Rebecca? Rebecca, which is wait. Before you give a word, I want you to make sure that you've asked one of us to stand with you. Okay, I need you to be listening. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you good? We're going to keep on praying. He's getting healed and healed and every time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We bless what you're doing. We say more, more, more. Okay, baby girl, you just came in late, but Chris, you're talking to her. Come on up. No, Chris, you've already been up. I mean, you can come up again, but I'm not referring to you. <laughs> Although, God bless you, man of God. You want to come up? I'm talking to the young one right next to her. Is she too nervous? Okay, I'll come to her. <laughs> She's too nervous. I'll just come to her. to look at her. <laughs> Go ahead and stand up.
you, Father. You removed the sling. How is your arm? Hallelujah. Look at this. She removed the sling. I want you to move your arm around. Right there. Thank you, Father. Way better than it was. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for quickly, Lord, reattaching whatever needs to be reattached in her muscle, Lord God, and muscles. Father, that she would have free range of motion throughout this whole arm. Lord, she took that that sling off and now I thank you Father for restoring Lord the range of motion completely in Jesus' name hallelujah glory to God amen he's healing you amen praise the Lord church welcome welcome to the house of glory I am so excited to be here I am so excited to be here, church. You know, some of you know that we, after the, our New Year's Eve a celebration, we were here all night. After our New Year's Eve celebration, some of you know that the very next day, my husband and I took a road trip to Arizona. Yes, we took a road trip to Arizona where my family is at. And so we went to go see them. We had a really nice time. But I'll tell you, after... Well, seven hours counting the fellowship, so six hours of just the service, <laughs> six plus hours of a service, okay? The very next morning, we're driving to Arizona. Guess what I'm thinking of all of you? I'm thinking of all of you, and I was telling my husband, I love them so much, and I can't wait to get back to church. I can't wait to start off our new year together, right, Pastor James? I know, because we have these conversations a lot of just the glory of God, what he does in these in our services, and we are undone. We are just undone to be in his presence as we are. And so I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to get back to them, and I can't wait to pray. I can't wait to gather in your name, Jesus, because when we gather in his name, when there is a bunch of hungry hearts gathered in the name of Jesus, God moves. He moves. His power is made perfect in our weakness, and he moves in incredible ways so uh, you know we're driving down the freeway and I'm like oh my goodness I'm grateful that we're going to go see family but I can't wait to be back with the family of God amen that's why never we never take for granted what God does in these services they are miracle services they are healing services God moves in incredible ways and we don't ever take the glory and we don't ever get tired or or think it's just you know every day oh no it is God's miraculous power and it doesn't get old Amen? So we're going to make our days count. We're going to make every day count. We're in a brand new year, church. We're in a brand new year, 2023. We're going to make every single day count. Amen? And that is the title of this message. And last week I talked to you about finishing strong. How many of you guys remember that? Yeah, and I gave you a scripture in Ecclesiastes 7, 8. And it says, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. The end of a thing is better than the beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. And so the end of a thing is better than the beginning. But we're going to make our days count because we're starting afresh. See, I'm starting afresh. I'm starting anew. Yeah, we're starting anew. Amen? Amen. And so we are, we are in this new year, and we are going to not just finish well last year, but we're going to begin well. Yeah. 
right? We're beginning well. And so, you know, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, um, you know, the beginning of a new calendar year is a good time for reevaluation. It just is. It's just a time of reevaluating, reassessing sometimes, and sometimes resetting wherever that is necessary, you know, some of the areas in our lives. And so, you know, with that in mind, what we do with our every day is vital. It is vital. So I want to read to you some scriptures from Ecclesiastes chapter 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 1. And... In verse 3, it says, What profit has a man from all of his labor, which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises, and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes towards the south and turns around to the north, and the wind whirls about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet... Yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, they, they return again. I want you to focus on verse 4. One generation passes away and another generation comes. We are going to live our life, all of us, we're going to live our lives as God chasers. We are after yeah. his heart. We are after him. We are after the heart of God. Amen. Every one of us, right? And my suggestion for you, if it's not already something that you're thinking of, is to make that your prayer, is to ask God, make me a God chaser in every way. Make me one that pleases you and that chases after you in incredible ways, new ways, even this year. If you think that you've already arrived in your love and your pursuit for Jesus, then you have something else coming because there's no limit. Remember, I've told you so many times. There is absolutely no limit. So we're going to leave our, live our lives in a way that pleases God. Okay? We have not purposed our lives to live empty. See how it says one generation, you know, and then another generation, right? And it's like it's, it's, it's fleeting. It's all is vanity. But not our lives because we're building our lives on the rock. In other words, you can live your life to where it's vanity, empty, and it's like one generation comes and then the next generation comes. And there's no real significant change because no one made an impact. But say, that's not going to be me. One generation comes and the next generation is going to come, but they're going to hear of the goodness of the Lord. But we're going to decree God's goodness. We're going to actually leave a footprint, an imprint. We're going to pass the baton and we're going to do so well. This is not just for your children. Of course, it is for them and your grandchildren, but it's for anybody that God has called you to be a minister unto. It's for those in your life that you're ministering to, and you may not even know who they are. You may not even know them by name, but you're still speaking to them. You're still ministering. How many of you say, I've got some spiritual sons and daughters, and I do know them by name, and I've got some people that are watching, and I'm going to speak forth the truth of God's word, because whether I know so on this side of heaven or not, I am influencing them for the goodness of God, for God's goodness. Amen? So that includes every everybody in this room. So four principles to guarantee that you are making your days count. Now, these are not new principles, but there are things that need to be re-looked at sometimes. And I'm going to list them all, and we're going to go and we're going to speak about each and every one of them. Number one, seek him first. Seek him first, church. Number two, speak of his goodness daily. And number three, serve right where you are at. And number four, live lives of gratefulness, okay? So turn your Bibles to Matthew 60, I'm sorry, Matthew 6 and verse 33. Matthew 6 and in verse 33, seek him first. 
We're going to seek the Lord first in everything that we do. So the Bible says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When you seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, everything that we need, it's added unto us, not because you're striving and you're toiling to make it happen, but because you're seeking him first. When you spend that time in the presence of the Lord, you're seeking him. When you spend that time in word and worship and prayer, you're seeking him. When your heart's desire is more of you, Father God, and none of me, you're seeking him. You're seeking him in spirit and in truth. When you seek God, everything that is needed is added unto you, not by your efforts, but by his faithfulness. It is not added by your effort, efforts. It is added by his faithfulness. Amen. How many of you say amen to that? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we've, I've got some points listed here. Pray. When you pray, we draw near to God. When I pray, I draw near to God. When you pray, you draw near to God. You can be so close to the Lord, but when you pray, you draw closer. And we all want to be closer. We all want to draw closer to him. So it's our personal time of prayer that will bring us even closer than the corporate time of prayer. This is great. We love corporate time of worship and prayer, and it's a must. It's needed. There's something powerful that happens. There's a fire. There's a power of the Holy Ghost. There's faith rises up in the room. But the personal time of prayer is something so beautiful, so specific, so intimate between you and Jesus, right, that you don't ever want to forsake that. You don't ever want to neglect that. You don't ever want to think, well, I've already went to church. It doesn't count. In other words, don't just let that be your only time of connecting with him. Don't let this be the only time of connecting with him. You're ripping yourself off. You really are. And you know what? This year, I, I'm, we're going to be pushing the prayer and fasting. We're, we're going to be really increasing on prayer and fasting. And so... Pastor Kim will give us the details of all, of all of that in our very first fast, which is coming around the corner. But I'm telling you right now, this is a time to press into the more of God. Why is she saying that? Is she saying this because there's all this wickedness in the world? No, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun, but I'll tell you what. God says, I want to give you so much more, but you're going to have to increase in your faith walk. Your faith walk will be increased when you press into the heartbeat of God. You press into the heartbeat of God when you go into your prayer closets and you pray like nobody's business. When you make that secret place, that, that dwelling place with him, your first and your most holy sanctuary. Hallelujah. So we're going to seek him. We're going to pray. We're going to press in, draw near to him, and he draws near to you. Hebrews 4, 16 says, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find help in time of need. We, when we press in, when we go into the throne room, it says, come boldly, come boldly to the throne his throne, the throne of grace. I want you to come with an expectation that your daddy God is waiting for you. He is waiting for you to come and to speak to him. He is waiting for you to come and reveal your heart to him. He is waiting for you to reveal your desires, your disappointments, your expectations, everything. He is waiting for you. So therefore, we're going to come boldly. You're not going to come sheepishly. You're going to come boldly. Say, I'm coming boldly to the throne of grace and mercy. I'm going to find grace to help in time of need. He is our grace. He is our mercy, and he is our help in time of need, and we know that, right? Yeah. Amen. In Philippians 4, uh, 6 
and 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything. We all have an opportunity to be anxious. It's there. It presents itself, right? But it's really a trap. It's not much of an opportunity. It's more like a trap. But So that, that trap is there. That, um, that lure is there, right, to be anxious. But it is a choice. It must be a choice, a conscious effort within us to say, oh, there's anxiety rising up on the inside of me, which is fear. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. In other words, in, in every single way, do not be anxious. It's something we must train ourselves to do. When you train yourself to do this, you will walk with this peace of God, total peace of God in the midst of hard, difficult circumstances. And I think that some of you would even be able to testify that you know because you've been walking this way for quite some time and everybody's in a different place. Some of you are just now learning the grace of God upon your life that you can literally walk without the anxiety. It doesn't come from God. But when you pray, this is your, this is your victory to walk in that freedom. Some of you are like, yeah, but, 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 but. I don't have enough money, finances, I don't have a job, but, 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 but my husband, my, my wife, whatever it is, but my child, but, 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 but let me tell you something, put that at the feet of Jesus, because God is faithful, and when you walk realizing that I am going to be anxious for, anxious for, nothing, that gives no room for even just a little bit, does it? So it's going to take some conscious effort on some of our parts, right? But I'll tell you, as you do this, you really, truly become free. You're not a Christian just because you said some prayer one time in your life, and now all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm a Christian. But you still live the way you used to live. You're a Christian as you're a Christ follower, and you do his word. You actually walk his word. You're a Christian when you walk his word. You're a Christian when you say, wow, I prayed that prayer. Now, Lord God, I'm going to take, I'm going to apply these truths, and I'm going to live by the truth. The truth is setting me free because I shall know the truth, and the truth shall set me free because I do the truth. Are we doing the truth? Are we walking the truth? Hallelujah. That's what it takes. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. The minute you catch yourself being anxious, and we all do, the minute you catch yourself being anxious, what do you need to do? I'm going to be anxious for nothing. Cast that thing out. Cast that thing out. And the Bible says, but in everything, here it is. What are we talking about? We're talking about prayer. But in everything, by prayer. Oh, I can feel anxiety rising up. We, you know, sometimes it's that spirit, and you can feel it rising up. There will be times I'll be out, you know, and I have, I'm totally fine. I'm happy. There's nothing going on. And all of a sudden, I can feel it rising up, right? And I know it's anxiety because I don't walk with it. I don't walk with fear. I don't walk with anxiety. But boy, can I tell when that spirit, and I know it's a spirit. It's not natural. Nothing is going on. It's, there's no reason for it to be there. But all of a sudden, this weird feeling just starts to, and it's like in my stomach. And now I know that is a spirit. And I don't care where I am. I could be at a restaurant. And, all this, and I could just be in a conversation with somebody and all of a sudden it feels like this butterfly and it's like whoa what is this it's not coming from God and it is definitely coming from the devil to try to get you off your a-game to try to cause you to take bait and to walk in fear or anxiety it's like it leaves a trail to see if you'll take the bait and this is coming from somebody that walks in peace so I'm trying to explain to you I don't walk in fear 
But yet sometimes I can feel that spirit trying to come against me. And it, it, for me, I'm not saying it's like this for everybody, but for me, it'll grip me right in my stomach and I can feel it. And it, the best way I can describe it, it feels like butterflies, this nervousness, almost like a nervous energy. I'm like, whoa, what in the world? And I said, that's a spirit of fear. Out of here now in the name of Jesus. Out of here now. And I've done it. I've been at a restaurant, just sit, and oh, out of here now in the name of Jesus. Now, usually I know that, you know, the enemy is planning something, right? And the Lord is alerting me to it so that I can take authority, so that I don't walk blindly into something. It's a, that I don't walk blindly into a trap. You see, we go, oh, the enemy put that in you. God allowed it so that I would rebuke it. You're never left without hope. You're never left. Oh my gosh, what do I do with that? In everything, in everything, right? By prayer. Okay, and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And that scripture goes on to say, and the peace of God, that it'll guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, it's going to guard you. That peace of God is going to guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus as you pray, as you give thanks. Go on to the very next verse there. It's going to surpass your understanding, guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And the very next verse. Are we going to go to the next verse, Terry? Okay, there we go. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So again, we're talking about prayer. We're talking about drawing near to God. We do so in prayer. What do we do? We drew near. With prayer and supplication, we're drawing near to God, right? This is critical. The best life you can live is a life that is found surrendered in him. The best life that you can live is a life that's saturated in his presence, knowing who you are and whose you are. The best life that you can give, and I know we all want to give God our best, right? We want to give, he's given us his best, Jesus, right? His, his, his own son, his blood shed for us. So we, the best life that we can give is a life that's in obedience to his word. And he tells us throughout the Bible, live a life of prayer, live a life of sanctified you know, set, set apart individuals that pray, that pray and that fast. Amen. So James 4, 8, yes, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-mindedness. We're not going to be double-minded. We're allowing him to fill us. And the next thing in that is to read through the Bible. Read. How many of you guys read through the Bible? Like you, you're trying to, okay, good. Some of you do. So I encourage all of you to read through your Bible. You are going to know the voice of God better if you read through his word. It's not that hard. Read four chapters a day. By the end of the year, you'll have read through the whole Bible. It's not that, it's not that hard. You know, you can even put a Bible program on that's going to read it to you while you're driving. Like, you can do this, church. You can all do this. We can all do this. And if you haven't done it, you know, or you're not currently doing, it, doing this, I encourage you to get yourself accustomed to reading through the word of God every day. Now you can still study it in another different time of the day because this is just reading it, reading through it. Your mind is going to be renewed. There's a different way, different ways that we study the Bible. Yeah. Right? So reading through is just that it's reading through. You go, why? So I can just check off a checklist because you need to start hearing the word and your brain needs to be renewed every day in the word of God. That's why your mind needs to be renewed every day in the word of God. And you start to stay afresh just by hearing it. Now, that doesn't take the place of studying it. That's a whole nother 
way of, of reading the Bible and researching and checking and, you know, word studies and, and th there's cross-referencing. That's a whole other, and it's needed. It's important. It will enrich your walk. But please don't neglect, just read through the Bible. Reading through. Reading through because you want to hear what he has to say in this holy book. There are many Christians that don't read their Bibles on a regular basis. That's not okay, church. That's not acceptable. Christians that don't read, their, and what happens is if you don't do it, then you go day after day, week after week, now pretty soon months, and you're like, oh yeah, I can't remember the last time I read. That's not a good thing to say, right? So guard yourselves from the devil's deception if all you're doing is reading through the Bible right now, four chapters a day, and you study as you can, then at least you're doing that. But I'm telling you, be faithful to change what you need to change in this new year. This is the new beginning. This is the beginning of a new year. So I'm trying to set some things straight. Some things need to be reset. There are some things that just need to be reset. So I'm encouraging you, reset what needs to be reset. Amen. And so this is what it says quickly, Psalm 119, verse 11. I love this scripture. You know, my granddaughter has this scripture memorized. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How do we not sin against God? By hiding his word in our heart. How do we hide God's word in our heart? By being in it. By being in it. Just being in his word. Proverbs 2, 6. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 16, 16, how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver? He is saying nothing compares with the wisdom that comes from God, from his word. Amen? Amen. So the next point is fasting moves you, okay? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. It moves you. It changes you. It heals you. It restores you. It gives you breakthrough. When we fast, we're not changing the heart of God. We're not making God move on our behalf. It changes us. It causes us to be in alignment with the will of God. It causes us to be more hungry for him. It causes us to have this hunger that just will not be quenched. This hunger that says, Lord, I thank you, but I just need more every single time. And you're in his presence for hours. But I thank you, but I just need more. That hunger is increased when you fast and pray. And so fasting and prayer changes us. It's a good thing. Say it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. Hallelujah. So I, I want to read to you Isaiah 58, 11, but I've got two different versions that I'm going to read it in. We'll, she'll put it up in the New King James, because that's the, I usually read from the New King James, but I have it written in two other versions. So first of all, let me read it to you from the New King James, and then we're going to go to these other two. The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose water do not fail. This is Isaiah 58, 11, talking about the fast that God chooses. A God chosen fast. Okay, it's not just talking about food, but it's talking about rending your heart. It's talking about letting your heart be one that is so set apart and so yielded unto him that if whatever he tells you to cut out of your life, be it food and anything else, attitudes and everything else, you're going to do it, right? And so let me read it to you from Isaiah 58, 11 in the message. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life. Who's claiming that promise? I will give you a full life. Amen. And it says, in the emptiness of, in the empties of places, firm muscles, strong bones, you will be like a well-watered garden, gurgling spring, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. 
He is likening our lives to this gurgling spring that never runs dry. Amen. The Passion Translation reads like this. It says, Yahweh will always guide you where to go, what to do. He will fill you with refreshment even when you are in a dry, difficult place. He will continually restore strength to you so that you will flourish like a well-watered garden and like an ever-flowing, trustworthy spring of blessing. This, yeah, wow, right? This is the promise of the Lord. This is in Isaiah 58. Hallelujah. When you go to verse 6, yeah, fasting is, is chosen by God. So to loosen the bands to, of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, this is what God is doing. When you fast, heavy burdens are being released off of you, but it's not just for you. It's off of your children. It's off of your offspring. It's for other people that we also fast for. It's to bring in God's goodness on New Year's Eve. At our celebration service, the Lord gave me a prophetic word for our church, and I read it to all of you. I don't have it here right now. I'm not going to be able to read it to you. It was long, but you will hear it. It's going to be uploaded. But a prophetic word for our church, and I am telling you, the level of prayer and fasting that we are doing is not going to be enough to walk in and to, to achieve, to reach what God's plans are, what, what his plans are for our lives in this church. It's not enough. We must increase. That's why I'm talking about this right now. Because I'm trying to get everybody, you know, excited on the same page with really pressing in for more. We just, I just brush off any dullness right now. Any dullness, any, any place where there's stagnation. No, we, uh, we're going into a new year full, full, fully charged, full of him completely with an expectation that what God has for us, we are not going to settle with yesterday's manna. We're not settling for yesterday's manna when God, if you would have heard the word, when God's word over us is incredible and it's going to take a move of God. But every single week, it takes a move of God to do what he's doing. For, for people, we've had blind eyes open. That takes a move of God. To have deaf ears open, we, that takes a move of God. We've had all of this. We have many blind eyes open. We've had people, so many, rising up out of wheelchairs and getting rid of their canes. I've lost track. Takes a move of God. But are you satisfied? And do you think God's done? Do you think that's the best that he has? Or do you think he's limited? Re there's limited resources? How about sons and daughters that are still to return? How about families that are still to be restored? Spouses that are still to be restored unto the faith? Well, it's all in the same package. It is all in the same blessing. It is all in the same anointing. The anointing that breaks the yoke, right? That anointing that breaks the yoke. Well, God's saying, I have more for you, but you're going to press into more to receive it. I expect more from you, says the Lord. Yes. At this point in your walk, there's a, there's a greater expectation, right? Because you don't expect your child that just started to learn to walk, barely walking, you don't expect them to run. But as soon as they start walking pretty good, you expect them to run. And so there's an expectation on all of your lives. If you want to walk in God's fullness, if you want to walk in the promises of God fully, you, want, you, you read them, you're claiming them, you're saying, oh, this is mine, I thank you, Lord. But are you going to be willing to do the work that it's going to take to do it? Because it's going to take more prayer and more fasting. Hallelujah. And it's a good thing. Say, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. And then to give, you give unto the Lord. 
Proverbs 18, 16, a gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of God's greatness. Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five says, a generous person will prosper. And whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. When you refresh others, this could be in any kind of giving, not just financially. When you refresh others with that word of encouragement, with that prayer, you are giving, are you not? You are giving. You are giving of the Lord. You're giving unto this individual. And it says you're going to be refreshed. Say, I thank you, Lord God. So many of you are prayer warriors in this room. You should be claiming, I walk in the refreshment of the Lord. I'm always refreshed because that's the amount of prayer I give out. Isn't that true? It's so true. But you got to claim it because you know what the devil wants to tell you? Oh, man, you're tired. Man, you're, you're fatigued. Man, you pray for so many people. Who prays for you? These are lies that the devil tries to tell you and whispers in your ear, right? Those are lies. And so I'm telling you, you got to kick those lies out and say, well, the word of God says when I pray, when I refresh others, when I give, I am refreshed. It is from the Lord that he pours in such a mighty increase. It's like an avalanche just flowing out of me, right? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians 9-11. I'm going through a lot of scripture today. Um, I, want, I want you guys to write these down or re-listen either way. But the word is what changes us. So 2 Corinthians 9-11 says, You will be enriched in every way. This is still talking about giving. In every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. See, you're going to be enriched. In other words, God's going to give so that you can give more. You will be enriched in every way so that you can, be a gen you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Because you're thankful, God gives you more. Because you're obedient, God gives you more. Because you're not stingy, God gives you more. This works in every area of your life. It works in your giving tithes and offerings. It works in your, it works in your sacrifice of love towards an individual, your servanthood to somebody, right? It works in every area because it's a principle. It is a principle of God. All right, so all of those were subpoints under prayer. Now, point number two, speak of his goodness daily. Remember I said there were four things. First one was prayer. Speak of his goodness daily. Psalm 89 and verse 1 says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. Are we singing of God's mercies? Throughout our day, throughout the week, I want you to sing of his mercies. Because when you, when you just do this point, you speak of his goodness that's it. You just speak of his goodness. You become very grateful. Literally, gratefulness starts to well up within you. Now, in Psalms, Psalm 71, I'm going to turn to Psalm 71 because I want to read it to you from the word. Psalm 71, 14. It says, but I will continually hope and will praise you yet more and more. Hallelujah. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness and your salvation all the day, every day, all the time. 
You know, only when you're spirit-filled, Holy Ghost, transformed by his blood, tongue-talking, you know, devil-casting out, spirit-filled believer, do you get excited when somebody reads a scripture like this. But I will hope continually. And the Holy Ghost crowd says, yeah, because it does something on the inside of you. It's true. It does something on the You're like, yes, I'm going to hope continually. Yeah. Am I the only Pentecostal in this room? Because I'm telling you, it stirs us. Maybe it doesn't for you. Maybe you're like, I don't get it. I missed it. What is she saying? What is she talking about? Right now, I decree Holy Ghost fire. The Holy Ghost right now. God's love stirring up on the inside them Lord. Lord, cause them to be, cause them to see, cause them to raise their voices. Holy Ghost, shout within them right now. I thank you, Father God, shifting all throughout the sound of my voice that, Lord, they're going to get excited because their spirit man is alive. See, when our spirit man is not quite alive, it's because we haven't fed the spirit. We, we have fed the flesh, the soul, too much. The soul is fat, and the soul needs to get a little skinnier, but the, the spirit needs to get <laughs> filled up. Our spirit needs to get stronger. When our spirit gets stronger, then all of a sudden, all you hear is hallelujah. You're like, yeah. Hallelujah. Did I hear somebody say, hallelujah. I'm serious. That's what happens is a stirring and people think you're a nuts as all nuts can be. Crazy as all crazy can be. But we are crazy for Jesus. I've told you so many times. But it's because our spirit man is growing because we feed it. It's we feed. We feed it the word. We feed it the presence of God. We are in his presence. We pray. We fast. We, we give him thanks. And it wells up. He wells up. He wells up. So we speak, all of this is to say point two. Point two is to speak of his goodness daily. Now, I could have just said point two is speak of his goodness daily. Point three is, but I'm not going to do that because some need to be awakened in the Holy Ghost. Some need to get some fire underneath them. Some need to get a Holy Ghost backbone this year. Some need to walk differently and say, I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For that gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And I don't care what they say, I will not shut my mouth. I will not stop decreeing the truth. I will not stop living holy, sanctified, set apart unto him. Right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So speak of his goodness daily. Let me go back to where I was. Psalm 71, verse 14. We're going to go to 18 if we can make it. But I will hope continually. That's about as far as we got. And will praise you yet more and more. Okay, see right there? He says, I will... I will hope continually. I, I, will, I will praise you more and more. So right there we hear our instruction is to praise him more. Not Yesterday's praise was only good for yesterday. Kind of like yesterday's manna. It was only good for yesterday. But he says I will praise you more and more. So there needs to be an increase in the way you praise, how long you praise. Jesus, hallelujah, we'll just be here for hours. But even when you walk out, you should still have a praise in your step continually, more and more, more and more. You want to walk that's on fire? That's it. You don't need to be, oh, i got to run after this group and run after that group. Oh, here I see this and here I see that. They're doing this, they're doing that. Let me tell you, that fire is supposed to be planted within you from the Holy Ghost. 
You're supposed to carry it. You're supposed to walk with that fire. We are all supposed to be those pillars of fire walking around. And there's enough fire in this room to literally cause an inferno. We know this, right? Woo! Hallelujah. All right, Psalm 71. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get through everything you want me to get through. Notice I didn't say I'm going to get through all of these verses. <laughs> everything you want me to get through. But I will hope continually. Somebody needs to hear that. I will hope continually. They are making, you know, the psalmist is making an affirmation, a statement of truth for himself. I will. Not maybe, I hope so, when it's easy, when it, when it happens. No. I will hope continually. And I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth shall tell of your righteousness. The reason some of your kids don't really have a hunger for Jesus is because you haven't told them a thing. You haven't spoken of his goodness. You're hiding your Christianity. You're, you're, you're living a life of Christianity at home. I'm sorry, at church. But then when you get to your home or you get to your round family, you're as quiet as a church mouse. And they have no idea that there's a praise welling up on the inside of you because you're trying to be PC. You're trying to be, you know, correct in their eyes. You're trying to not stir the waters. But can I tell you something? We are to let that praise come out of you. You are to be a living example. The only way they're going to know what God has done for you is if you open your mouth and speak it. The only way. So what if they don't like it? They will eventually. You know, I told you guys before when I first got saved, that lady was crazy. I was convinced of it. She was crazy. I thought she was so nuts. I did not want to be around her because she just talked about Jesus and she was over the top in my mind. And it's like, really? Like, you know, and, but, but what did God do? He used that individual to literally pull me in a little at a time. Yes, so be it. That's true. But he still used this person that I thought was pretty far out there. And I was not wanting to be around her. <laughs> and I was only being nice, just being nice. Praise God for good manners. Because God even uses good manners. <laughs> and so, but, so my point is, is that how are they going to hear if you don't say? Tell them the goodness of God. Tell them what you've experienced. Stop quoting them scriptures. Some of them are not listening because all you do is bash their, the Bible over their head. You just quote a scripture after a scripture. But let me tell you, maybe you ought to tell them how good God is in your life and how you've seen his faithfulness. Maybe you ought to tell them of God's faithfulness to you. Maybe you ought to share with them when you were in a really horrible, desperate situation and how God's faithfulness was there for you. They cannot. They can't deny that. They, come, they can't come against that. They may try, but they can't because it's your experience. Right? But let me tell you, your experience draws them in because they, and they may not say it to you, but, but when they're by themselves, they're going to remember that story. And they're going to be like, wow, Lord, if you did that for them, if you did that for her, if you did that for him, would you do it for me? And it's your, and, it, and all you did was share of his goodness. That's all you did. But you're doing so not just to the stranger, because it's easier to tell a stranger about the goodness of God sometimes than your own family members that have rejected Christ. Right? For some, for some, especially some that are walking completely the opposite of the word of God and they're running in rebellion and they don't want to hear you. They don't want to hear the scriptures. They're running because they've heard it already. They don't want to hear it. But they'll hear your experience. 
when you come at them with the right heart. They'll hear, your, they'll hear your story when you'll say, you know what, I was really discouraged and I was really down, but I just say, Lord Jesus, help. And my gosh, you just welled up within my heart. It's something like that. So simple. So simple that you might not even think of sharing it. But it's powerful because it speaks to them right where they're at. Because why? Because they can do that too. Because it's simple. They can do it too. If the gospel is not difficult. All right. I think we're at verse 16. I will go in the strength of the Lord God. All of this. Always. We go in the strength of the Lord. I will make mention of your righteousness, of yours only. Do you see how often he is repeating, I will make mention of your goodness. I will speak of your goodness continually. I'm going to speak of your goodness daily. Oh, God, you have taught me from my youth. And to this day, I declare your wondrous works. That's what we're to do. That's what I'm telling you to do. Now, it says also, when I am old and gray-headed, oh, God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. You're going to declare his strength to this generation. And we know this generation needs to hear God's strength and his power to all of those that are to come. It's his strength and it's his power in your life specifically that you're going to decree and declare it and they're going to hear it. They're going to hear it because deaf ears spiritually are opening up in your families, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And point number three is, is a natural byproduct of what happens when you do point two. When you do point two, speak of his goodness daily. Uh, point number three is just natural. It just comes. You live a life of gratefulness. Living a life of gratefulness, being content in what you have. It's a natural overflow of the mouth that speaks of God's goodness. Right? It's just a natural overflow. And so in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always. Right? Pray without ceasing. And give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's a natural. Gratitude is a natural overflow. You know, have you ever met that an individual that is not grateful? I mean, I have not good it is not good you know when you just they can have so many good things but they can't see it because they're so focused on what they don't have instead of what they do have right and so it it tends to become a character issue you can try to teach them and you can try to encourage them and tell them about the things that they could be grateful for you, you can cast out the demon and all of this absolutely but I'll tell you right now we can learn if this is you, you can learn to be grateful by thanking God for every single thing, every single day. And when you do give him that thanks, gratitude starts to well up in your life. It has to be a personal choice. It's a personal choice. But we are to be have this gratefulness in our hearts. And, and with this gratefulness, what does it do? It gives, it brings forth thanksgiving. And we're to be thankful in all circumstances. I just read it, First Thessalonians right? 5, 16 through 18. We're to be thankful in all things. Well, thankfulness comes from a life of gratitude. And gratitude comes from a life of speaking the goodness of God. Do you see how it all works together? Because whatever you speak, that's eventually what you feel, right? And that's obviously eventually what you speak forth, which, what comes out, the byproduct of your life. Yeah. And then point number four, and this is the last point, and that is serve where you are at serve where you are at, bloom where you are planted. 
Make the most out of every circumstance and rejoice in it and be content. I'm going to turn to 1 Corinthians and chapter 7. 1 Corinthians 7. One more thing that I, as you guys are turning to 1 Corinthians 7, in speaking of the point of being of a life of gratitude, you know, when, when you're a person of thanksgiving and you thank God all the time, you're just so grateful, it's a true, genuine thankfulness. It's not just lip service. Your heart has been changed, okay? Your heart has literally been molded to thank him all the time. It's a natural byproduct, right? You even say it without thinking all the time. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. You're not even thinking about a specific circumstance. It's now a natural overflow. It's automatic, right? Right? And, and so things for that individual, things in the natural cannot sometimes not be that great, but it's as if it doesn't affect you as it affects the person that sees the cup half empty and everything destroyed, right? That individual, no matter what's going on, they're, they're crying, they're just, they're upset, they're not happy, no matter what. But when, you're, when you are filled with God's gratitude because you're thankful, because you praise him in every circumstance, no matter how bad it is, it's as if you're not touched in the midst of wickedness. It's as if it doesn't affect you. And you can, how many of you guys, this has been said of you. It's as if, um, it's as if, you know, you're in some bubble or something, like you're not aware of what's happening. Has anybody ever, or something similar to that, right? They've said similar statements to you like that. It's like, wait, you're not, or they'll say you're in denial. You know, you're not, you're, you're in denial. Like you don't, do you not see what's happening? Do you not hear, did you not hear what the doctor said? Did, did you not see what your son just did? You're in denial. Right? And then people will say, you're in denial. Why? Because you're not, re re you're not reacting in a negative way. You're not reacting in fear. You're not reacting in this, oh my gosh, you know, the sky is falling. What are we going to do? Panic, panic, panic. You're not reacting in that way. Instead, you know what? There's a Holy Ghost on the inside of you that's been so stirred up. Uh, there is so much filling of the Holy Spirit. You're a spirit man so strong in you that you know, you see it. You hear it, you understand it, you just refuse to be affected by it. Because you're supposed to be the change agent. You're not the one to be changed, other than change in the presence of God. Right? And so your faith will start to rise up and grow when you just give this one simple thing. Give thanks in all circumstances. Okay, now last point, uh, sir, right where you are planted. And I said to go to 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians 7. And in verse 20, 20 through 24, it says, Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Were you called while a slave? Do not be concerned about it. But if you can be made free, rather than use it. But for him who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freeman. Likewise, he who is called while is free is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brethren, let each one remain with God in the state in which he was called. What this is saying is to be content right where you are at and bloom right where you are at. In Psalm 92, 7, 12 and 13, Psalm 92, 12 and 13, it says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Are we the righteous of God? Yeah. He says you will flourish like a palm tree. 
when you're planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of God. You are flourishing because you plant yourself in God's house. You don't need to be running here and there and wondering, oh, what is this? And what is my calling? And what is my... Do you know that people spend more energy doing that very thing and they find themselves exhausted? They find themselves spiritually depleted when God knows exactly what you're called to do. And all you need to do is be in his presence. Do you not think he can't reveal to you what he needs to reveal to you? Do you not think that he knows where you live? Do you, he knows your address. He knows exactly where you are. He knows what you're ready for as well. And he knows what you're not ready for. And maybe you're pushing for something you're not ready for. And you're getting yourself what? Frustrated. Right? Excuse me. So people will get themselves frustrated because they're not Following the very simple instruction here, just bloom where you're planted. Just serve where you're at. When you serve where you're at, you bloom where you're planted, you will literally see God's hand open up the things you were called to do from even before time when you were first created. How many of you believe what I'm saying? Because you believe the word of God. You believe what I'm saying because you believe the word of God. Amen. So we're going to be content. That's the bottom line. We're going to be content. Right now, I speak contentment over you. I speak contentment of the Lord over each and every one of you. You will hear God better when you walk in a place of contentment. You will discern what he is speaking to you when you just rest in his presence. And you stop striving for something that may never even have been God in the first place. You may be fully convinced and think it was, but it may have never been God in the first place. And so, therefore, the striving, right, it robs you of your joy for today. But I decree God's contentment over you today, God's peace to fill you because he loves you so much. And he knows exactly how to speak to you, to give you everything that you need and what you were created to do. So that contentment is ours in Christ. And the last scripture is Hebrews 13:5, and it talks about contentment. It says, keep your life free from the love of money and be content. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Be content with what you have. Be content with? Can this side of the room please tell that side of the room? Be content with? All right, you guys, tell them. So we're going to be content with what we have. The rest of that verse, it says, For with that said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So be content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God is good. So we have committed this year into the Lord's hands. And every year we do so, and every day we do so. But corporately, we have committed this new year into his hands. And we are committing to do some things on a greater scale corporately, prayer and fasting, that we are going to see even more of a greater, you know, increase by the end of this year. And, of course, by the end of every fast. But I am telling you, and to pre be prepared for, um, I will be calling many fasts throughout this year. Usually I call two. One in the beginning of the year, one towards the end of the year. Typically I call two corporate fasts. I believe in fasting as a lifestyle. 
You guys don't know when I fast because it's not something that you're supposed to share with everybody. It's a private, personal thing when you fast, when it's just you and Jesus. But when God tells you to call a corporate fast, it's corporate. <laughs> you got to kind of tell some people about it or they're not going to know, right? And so, the, so I will be calling more corporate fasts this year because I believe what God has spoken to me in this prophetic word, um, and, and we need to do so in order to achieve that. Amen? Yeah. Come on up. Pastor Kim is going to give us some announcements. Praise the Lord. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow. I just think I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning. So it was so beautiful because on New Year's um, Eve, uh, as we stayed, the word of fasting and the understanding kept coming up through all the speakers. And Apostle had us get in a circle and literally have a word that God was putting in, into us. And he said, floods, floods, floods. And I was like, okay, floodgates floodgates, the floodgates, and the apostle was speaking about praise, and what opens up the floods is the gates of praise, yes. and the gates of praise right now for us are going to come in this time of fasting, and um, today as I was sitting just uh, worshiping, I heard the Lord say, you need to be reduced You need to be reduced. And I was like, okay, Lord, you're such a good God. What does that mean to you? And I've learned from Apostle how to ask questions and not just take that into my spirit without questioning it. And, you know, if you're a chef or a cook, you know when you reduce something, the reduction the sauce, like um, Pastor Melissa was talking about, the salt of the earth, the literally re the reduction becomes so flavorful, so amazingly flavorful that each distinct taste comes out. So as we're in this fast, we're corporately doing it. And so there's going to be a flavor and aroma that gets released. But there's also going to be specific aromas in each one of you for your life. And I just feel like I personally needed to take a lot of what Apostle was saying very seriously, very seriously, even about hope. Just continuing to hold on to the hope because we all know we love Jesus and Jesus so loves us. Yeah. So um, I'd like you guys to go to the, uh, the email that got sent yesterday because there's a fasting prayer on there that Apostle gave. And to me, if you start there, the preparation of that prayer is just, it's so filled it's filled with everything as we're walking into that so get on um, that email got sent out I believe yesterday with the prayer and you just press a little button and wow it's all right there so that's really good and um, to stay on the email and watching for the encouragement because this corporate fast is from January 9th to the 29th a 20-day fast and 
just to be in um, prayer about what God is asking, what he's calling us to do, because there's a call on this church that is so strong. And I just love what she said about, you know, bringing that to our family more and more and more. Um, so anyways, I'm excited. I'm really excited because the floodgates, the floodgates, the floodgates will be open this way even deeper. I mean, they've already been, the glory's been here just falling, but it's like, it's, it's, it, there's been a river when we were up here getting healed the river up here of glory was just amazing so I just um, thank you Jesus yes thank you and then um, also um, I think this is so awesome because some of us work during the day and to have a Tuesday evening from 6.30 to 7.30, Apostle's going to be um, doing a Zoom. And I am so encouraged because um, I actually love when Jeff and I get to sit down and do that because, you know, our son's walking back and forth. <laughs> I love it for us, but I love it for him because he's like, okay, <laughs> you know. So that's really good. That's going to start on the 10th, January 10th, so right after the fast starts and um I just know we're going to be so encouraged by the word of God coming through that. It's a, literally a Zoom. We're going to be Zoomed in. Zoom prayer. <laughs> a Zoom prayer, but it's, it's Zoom. Meet. Yeah, a prayer night. And Oh, I love that. She can help me out here. <laughs> and then also we have the women's meeting starting again January 16th. We'll give you more information in regards to that. That is a Monday, and it's from 7 to 8.30. And um, the presence of the Lord is always so sweet there. I love each woman that comes. You just you fall in love more with God and Jesus because you see God and Jesus in each woman. So it's just a, a really nice time of fellowship and strength. And we'll have different teachers, and we'll be filling you in on that. And then, of course, the men's meeting, and that is um, the second and fourth Saturday in the morning. You can talk to one of the men here, and or one of us. Just talk to one of us, and we can give you more information. Um, I just always say this, but I love to see the growth in that group because it's been so continual. It's just had so much continuity, and you see the difference in each man. And then, um, oh, and then to get on to watch or rewatch a teaching, and you can go to House of Glory or www.houseofglorychurch.org. And those are, um, I'm not one, I need to, I can't write when I'm listening to the sermon. I look at Sherry, she's next to me. She's writing every note down, and I'm like, wow. But I have to go back and watch it to get it more in me. So I just ask, Lord, that this um, word today be so sealed to each one of your hearts that um, as we took um, communion in remembrance of you, Lord, that the remembrance, the remembrance of the words spoken just be so on our hearts and that you're feeding us, Lord, and you're going to feed us so strong in this season of fasting with your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Vijay. Oh, Pastor Vijay.
welcome. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> He's so good. He's so good. Hallelujah. There's, um, this morning I was, I'm taking a shower and I'm singing songs. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Hallelujah. You know, in life, you don't get what you want, who you are. And how, who we are become is through the word of God. In Joshua 1.8, the, the Lord told Joshua, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night and observe to do everything that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have success. See, everybody wants success and prosperous, but don't read the Bible. You don't know the principle. And even the worldly success, you know, it doesn't provide fulfillment. It always brings sorrow. But when God blesses us, it, 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 there is just so, so much blessing. It doesn't, doesn't it, there is no sorrow in it. It's just a joy. Praise God. And, um, yeah, um, by the way, I'm always out sharing Jesus. This is not a Thursday thing, not a Saturday or Sunday thing. Every day is unto the Lord. Um, a car uh, you know, I was walking, praising, worshiping, and this uh, car stopped by, and the lady came out, looked like she was in her 40s. And she said, you changed my life. I went to Mission Vio High School years ago, and, and you know, of course, it's the Holy Spirit working on her. And, uh, you know, her life changed just by simply sharing his love, praise God. <laughs> so everywhere we go, you know, we roar like apostles say, roar. I roar. <laughs> I roar so because when I'm worshiping, his presence comes over. He's like a drone to, to people that worship him. And uh, as I'm worshiping, uh, his presence come on, comes on to me. And I get so excited. I have to roar. So I scream. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. And, and uh, you know, there is a stop sign, and people say, what happened? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just we worshiping his God, you know. <laughs> Praise God. You know, that was prophetic what she said. Because the Lion of Judah, the Lord, is roaring over this nation. What the enemy has done to this nation. He's roaring, and he wants his ecclesia to roar. Hallelujah. This nation is where it is because it, the church hasn't been church, the, what God has called us to be. But no longer. We're going to roar and we're going to take this land back to, to the Lord. Hallelujah. Because we are, we are a warrior. When I, when I come to the church or go for morning walk, I'm getting ready. I put on my shoes. I say, I'm going for war. I'm a warrior for Christ Jesus. Establish his kingdom and his will on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. So can you put back scripture? You know, the enemy is after inheritance. You know, our bloodline has an inheritance. When we come to know Jesus, you know, your forefathers or whoever gave their heart, gave the heart to Jesus, 
start plant, make a covenant with the living God. And, and, but the inheritance is stopped when we break the covenant with God. So when we bring tithe and offering, you know, we are making covenant with that. And then if that, that bloodline inheritance is not lost. God is waiting until the next generation pick it up. Well, you might say, well, my forefather never knew God. Well, praise God. You start now and the future generation is going to get blessing. Hallelujah. So uh, see the blessing God, God word say blessings of Abraham might come upon Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So next verse, please. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Praise God. Do you, do you have the next verse? Okay. Thank you. Yes. So in, in Genesis, you know, that uh, Adam and Eve, they had a son, son, Cain and Abel. Cain would attend to the, attend to the ground and like uh, bring crops. And um, Abel brought, he, he was a hunter. He, he brought, you know, the, the hunting uh, kill. And uh, God, they brought offering to the Lord. And uh, God accepted Abel's offering, but he, di he didn't accept Cain's offering. You know, why is it? Okay, because the Abel brought the first fruit of the flock. See, the Cain brought in the time, he said, okay, I'll bring the offering, it's a tradition. But Abel, he was after the heart of God. Say, the first fruit, the first animal he, he killed, he brought it as an offering to the Lord. And God is looking at our heart. The money, he's not, he's not looking at how much, because the widow in Jerophath, you know, she gave two mites. And Jesus said, she gave more than anybody else. You know, the amount God is, can multiply to five loaves to feed 5,000 people. He can multiply whatever you put in offering. That tithe is 10% and offering is above that. What's in your heart? So as you bring tithe and offering, you know, think, you know, put, put God first in your life. You know, I, like I said, I was, I've been singing. You know, my favorite verse is um, Psalm 23. I believe it's verse 6. That surely his goodness and his mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of my God forever and ever. And there is another verse, Psalm 27, 13. That I am confident of this. That I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. See, God is indebted to no one. As I'm, I'm, I'm just, I silenced my phone, and um, I had a voicemail. I just text, I received, and they said uh, that we are a large bookstore in New Mexico. Our council, they reviewed your book, and we want to put your book, promote your book. 
you know, that's the goodness of God. <laughs> God is never indebted to people. Hallelujah. I pray for God's goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. That his goodness will be running after you. But it's through covenant. Make a covenant with the living God. He's a God of covenant. And he, with Abraham, uh, Noah, everyone, he made a covenant. So God bless you. Jesus loves you. Oh, yeah, I always forget. There's a offering envelope <laughs> in the back of the chair. And uh, praise God. God is giving us a building. So if you have a building fund, you know, thank you, Jesus. What God has for this church, it cannot be contained in this building. Even the, no matter how big building is, you know, it's because he got so much in storehouse. God bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor VJ. Amen. Thank Praise you, Pastor God. Kim. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done here today and every day. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we all stand to our feet? And we've got a few minutes, so those that need prayer, like prayer, the ministry team is going to come on up, and uh, we're going to be here praying for you all as long as, you know, we are able to. Um, and uh, we just know, we just know there's so many answers to prayer. We know that God is... He is, he's truly, truly doing a new thing. I, I feel it. I feel the anticipation, even in this new year. Do you guys, do you feel that anticipation of God's newness and his, you know, his goodness? And, and so I'm so grateful. So, Father, I bless those that are here, even listening online to the sound of my voice. I thank you, Father, for the blessing of the Lord. Father, you bless us, Lord God. You said in your word, Father God, that, Lord, you, it is the blessing of the Lord that overwhelms and overtakes us. That, Father, the enemy, he's destroyed. He's under our feet. He doesn't get to have access. But instead, the wealth of the wicked belongs to the righteous. And we know that and we claim that. So we extend our hands right now to the offering and to the tithe baskets. And we thank you for the multiplication, supernatural multiplication from heaven. Father, both to expand the kingdom from what has already been provided, but also, Lord, back into their own lives. Lord, that they are able to be hilarious givers because you're increasing their ability to give. Lord, you're literally increasing their ability to give by giving them more finances, giving them better jobs. Lord God, canceling debt. Lord, I thank you. You are increasing their ability to give because I know their heart is to give. So I thank you for that, that blessing. And as they are faithful to plant good seed in good soil, Lord God, the blessings continue to overflow and overwhelm and overtake us in the name of Jesus, both financially, spiritually, relationally, physically, and mentally, and in every way, we are blessed beyond measure. I decree that over all of us. We are blessed beyond measure because Christ Almighty in us. Hope of glory. Amen.